we're in the middle of a 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. And, uh, if you text in, if you did the uh, text to fast, go next to uh, text to fast. If you texted this number or scanned the QR code, uh, you've been getting daily text messages. And in those text messages are bringing you to a web page with a devotional video from great, uh, how many love it? Um, Levi was on there, Pastor Lindsay, Brittany, uh, uh, Leah, uh, you know, myself. Uh, we were all on there. There's a whole new group speaking next week. And so a quick video, a great discussion, reflection questions, scripture to read. And then we're all commenting together on that page. And so I encourage you to join in. There's like, what, 100? There's 120 or so people in that text thread. And it's not a group text, by the way, but it's 120 people receiving that text message. And so I just encourage you, man, uh, join in on that. Uh, you could fast anything. Some are doing no meat, sweets, or trees, stand your fast. Uh, some are doing no social media, no TV. And uh, we found ourselves pretty bored this week. And, uh, and so we're like, I'm bored. All right, let's pray. Fine. You know? and, uh, and so I encourage you to join me on that. And uh, so today we're in a uh, brand new collection of talks entitled uh, Jesus First. Jesus First. Jesus First. First, and we're going to do this uh, until we feel that God is done with this particular uh, collection of talks. But uh, as Jesus first, and uh, I really, as I uh, have coffee with individuals, as I, uh, you know, just have conversations with with people, and and even over the holiday season, now we're kind of jumping into January. I, I begin to notice our kind of our culture is just we're overwhelmed. Our culture is is we're hustling, or, or, or we're busy. Um, our culture is is, is, is we're, we're trying to we're trying things so that we can feel fulfilled. Can, is that anybody else? I mean, we're 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 saying okay, and and even on the Christian side of things, like like I want to follow Jesus more, and so I'm gonna do these things, and as we do all these things, we're still not falling, finding ourselves fulfilled. Uh, or maybe in the non-Christian seat, or maybe just career, or or maybe just Monday through Friday, and 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 you're 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 working, you're hustling, and and maybe you're just not finding that fulfillment that you desire. You, find, you, you maybe find yourself saying things like, I, I don't know what my purpose is, or I hear now, like, I'm searching for purpose. And I hear that from not just young adults or teenagers, I hear that from retired uh, individuals. I hear that from those that are saying, I, I, I just kind of got out of a season and I want to know what my purpose is. Is I, I want to know what God's call for my life. I believe there's somebody in this room, you're, you've been extremely frustrated in your prayer time because you're asking God, God, my, my heart is right, and, and God, I, I'm ready to, I'll do anything you want me to do, but you're not hearing the voice of God. And, and, and it's just, we're just, we're, we're frustrated, we're overwhelmed, we're worried, we, we have fear and anxiety. And so that is why I want to talk about life. It kind of feels like uh, uh, you're, 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 you're failing at life. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I'm just not doing life very well. Uh, is there another life, you know? And is there something I can do? And, and maybe that's why you're here today in January. Or maybe you're watching it online. Or maybe you're watching this on, on YouTube later on. And, and you're going, man, I just, I don't feel like I'm good at life. And I really believe with all my heart, we don't have a life issue. We have a first issue. 
We don't have a life issue. We, we have a first issue. So if you're taking notes today, and I hope you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The title of my message in our collection of talks, Jesus First, is my title is First Things First. Just first things first. I'm going to go as simple as I can today because sometimes I think we, uh, we, we take something that's complicated and make it more complex. When my job is to take a complicated gospel and I want to make a more simple gospel, something that we can understand. And, and so Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, but seek first. Everyone say first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this word. Thank you for what you're going to do in this house today. Father, I thank you uh, that people's teams lost and they're in church. In Jesus' name, pray for the Bears. Amen. Amen. Bears get first round pick. I mean, there's always a positive side to things. Um, I remember uh, when my son's 11 and uh, he was, he's 11 years old and he's on the cameras today serving at church. And... Uh, and I remember when, when Levi was a little younger, and uh, I remember uh, we, the kind of the glorious stage of parenting when you, you, they're out of diapers, you know, and they're potty trained. And the glorious stage for me even was when he started dressing himself. Oh, thank God, you know. And it was so cute when he started dressing himself because I remember one morning he goes like, remember, he was like, don't come in here. And he was just a little guy, and, and all of a sudden we, we come into his room, and we saw he had, you know, uh, you know the wrong, you know, mismatched socks, you know, and, and like sweatpants, and then he had, a, he had a shirt on, but how many know when little guys put their shirt on, they start like this, right, little kids, and, and so he had his shirt all out of order, and he was like, ah. And, of course, we're like, so cute. I love that. It's so adorable, you know. And, of course, mom's like, let me fix that, you know. Like, like good job. Good try. And she would undo the buttons and, and make sure it was, it was the right way. And I saw this illustration, and, and I believe this is maybe a lot of us going into 2023. Is that we're, we're just kind of like we, we're, we're, we're doing our best, but we're skipping the first step. We're, we're, I mean, as you, if I put this on and walk around, and maybe somebody will catch this on, on YouTube and go, Pastor Jeremy's starting a new trend. Everyone skip the first button, and the next thing you know, they're on the runway, you know, like, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, fashion can get weird. But maybe if I were like this and I walked out into the lobby, and, and I'm for sure if you post this on social media, somebody will comment and say, you're doing it wrong. That's not the right way. But you know what? I, I realized if I walk around like this, uh, this, this works. The, the shirt's attached. It's buttoned up. But also, uh, it's, it's on me. It's serving its purpose. It's working, but it's not right. I want you to catch that. This, is, this works. I'll get by. This isn't right. I skip the most important step. I skip the most important step. When you skip a step, things get out of order. Yeah. And when things get out of order, it, it, it's, it works. This is okay. I can get by. 
but it's not right. I think so many times as Christ followers, we say, I want Jesus to be first. And, and man, I want to I wanna seek after God, and I got to get my life right, or I want to do good things and acts of service, and, and I want to make an impact in this society. But a lot of times we skip the first step, and, and maybe even your first step isn't even Christ. Maybe it's a career. You know, or maybe it's something, and you just, you just bypass the, the plans of God, the will of God. The, uh, uh, man, you bypass the advice of God. Maybe it's a better way of saying it. And you're saying, first things first, it's my career. First things first, it's, it's my relationships. First things first, it, it has to be this because, man, you understand, God, I love you, and, and I gave you a chance before, but God, I, I, man, I got, I got to settle some things. I got to secure some things. I got to make sure my future's okay, and I got this and that to fill in the blank. And the problem is, is we're skipping the first step. So if you're taking notes today, I want to ask you, have you asked God first? Have you asked him first? Now, if you're brand new today, you're going to learn about uh, my style. Uh, I'm, I am not a finger pointer. I'm the one that's going, man, I need to do this more. Because just because I'm in ministry doesn't mean I ask Jesus all the time what his ministry should look like. Sometimes I say, ooh, I know what I like, and ooh, this is what we should have, and this is what we need. And, and, man, that, and a lot of times I found myself taking a step back and going, I need to ask God first. Because yes. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom. So it's got to be Jesus first. And it's, and it, and it's so much more than, it's so much more than a, a uh, Christianese. You know what that is? Christian language, like, like, Glory to God, and then we go do our thing. It has to be, Lord, is this the career you want me to take? Yes. Lord, is this the dress you want me to go? Lord, is this the house I should buy? Lord, is this the subscription I should purchase? Lord, is this the show I should watch? Lord, is this? And just begin to ask him in every single season and every single time. It's just like the button. I, we had to teach Levi, but you got to get the first button in, in alignment with the other buttons. The button in alignment with the, what, the buttonhole? What do we call that? Is that what we call buttonhole? Buttonhole. I'll say that clearly. Buttonhole. And we had to teach them, if you get the first ones in alignment, I know I'm a child, the first one in alignment, then everything else just falls into place. If you do first thing first, then buttoning up your shirt is a lot easier instead of trying to figure out, okay, and many of us do that. We screw up and we mess up. Instead of saying, Jesus, I'm sorry, we go, oh, I'm just going to make this fit. I'm just going to, you know, and, and it's okay, it's okay. And, and we do things to sugarcoat the mistake we made. I know I did this, but look, look what I did over here. And I realized that it's what you do first often determines the rest. What you do first, the determines right. I always see a domino effect. Man, if I bypass Christ, there's, on, there's only so many dominoes I can affect. Because I'm skipping the most important domino, and that's the first one. First things first. 
Jesus said this in the Bible. He said, uh, there's, a, there's a man who, who heard from, uh, uh, he, you know, anyone who hears these words of mine, the teachings of Christ, the Bible, who doesn't do them will be like a, that does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Yeah. And then when the crisis showed up, when the storms showed up, when, when scenarios come and you go, I don't know what to do. He says this, the, the, winds and, uh, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. It was the house that seeked Jesus first, that sought him first. And, and then Jesus says, Matt, in the very next verse, but anyone who hears these words of mine that doesn't do them, and skips the first step that says, hey, it's all cool, but I got this handle, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rains and the floods and the storms and the issues and the trials come and the crisis shows up at our, at our front door, the winds blew and beat it against the house. It fell and great was the fall of it. There's too many pastors and preachers that built ministries on the sand. And then when a crisis comes by, it, there, there, there was a great fall of it. There's too many marriages, relationships, businesses, decisions, circumstances that when built on the sand instead of the rock because we skip the first step. But I also found out too, when we, when, we, when we skip the first step, we also find ourselves unfulfilled. I don't know if you ever, like maybe on Monday, wear your shirt weird, right? Like do the, I'm, I'm kidding, but do that, like skip that first button, you're, you're gonna be uncomfortable. It doesn't fit right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. And many times when we skip the first step, we're going to feel unfulfilled. We're going to go, why isn't this working? God, you said, whatever I do, you bless it. And God said, that's not what I wanted you to do. And we're seeking purpose without asking the one who gives us purpose. Yeah. And we're saying, God, where are you? And God is saying, man, let's, let's, let's take a detour. Yeah. And so there's a principle in the Bible and this principle drives me crazy as a pastor. The principle goes against culture. The principle goes against hashtag hustle. The, the principle goes against, uh, man, the, uh, the success and the fame. And, and man, you know what? If I just get on TikTok and if I just, this, this culture goes against, uh, this principle goes against all of culture. And this, it's called the principle of first. The principle of, of first. And it's, it's all throughout the Bible, and Jesus talks about this. Uh, and he says this in, in, in Mark chapter 8, Jesus was teaching, and he did a lot of sermons, and, 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 and thousands would come and hear him preach. And, and so he's preaching, and he said, the Son of Man will suffer, and he'll be rejected, and then he'll be killed on a cross, and three days will rise again. So he's prophesying about his death and resurrection. And then, my man, I love this, and, and, and he said this plainly, and Peter, one of his disciples, took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus. I love that. That's called skipping the first step, y'all. All right, saying, Jesus, come on, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure they, they won't kill you. I, I, I got you. You know, like, he, Peter's like, hey, I'm OG, by the way. You know, like, I got a background. And this is what Jesus, Jesus, but turning, seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, behind me, Satan, which he was speaking to the influence of Satan on his life. And he said, for you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom 
So you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd with his disciples, he said to him, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And then he says this very important thing. Then he says, whoever would save his life, lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. First will become last, and last will become first. There's a principle of first in the Bible. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't say exalt yourself and God will use you for his praise and glory. The Bible says humble yourself and in due time God will exalt you. There's a principle of the first. There's, uh, there's first fruits in the Bible that we're going to be talking about a little bit later on in this collection of talks that God wants the first of, of, of the, the 10% comes first. It's not after we pay bills. It's not after we go on vacation. It's not after we do all things. God says, I want it first because there's a principle of the first. And this is what it is. Seek Jesus first and he'll add to you all these things. But seek yourself and you're going to lose it. If you skip the first step, if you skip the first step, you say, I'm going to seek, and this is, uh, uh, man, this can be anything. I'm seeking uh, a career. I'm seeking success. I'm seeking, and with very good intentions, we can do that. I want a, a financial security for my son and my grandchildren. I, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I, I want to budget. Those are really good things. But we have to seek first the kingdom of heaven. We have to seek Jesus first. Blessings tend to follow when we, when we obey the principle of first. The principle of first. I wish I could say, man, he'll just bless you at any time. Let's go. And he does. But there is a principle of the first. So Jesus later on in Luke chapter 9, this could be my main text in Luke chapter 9. He's teaching, and all of a sudden, a, there's, many, there's many disciples, and he had 12 disciples, but many that wanted to follow Jesus, but they didn't understand the principle of first. And so uh, one guy, there's three guys, and so one guy says to Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. I got, I'm ready, like, this is like a New Year's resolution, right? I'm in. Let's go. And Jesus said to him, that's like when Pastor Lindsay and I, we wanted to work out one January, and we, we bought P90X, right? And we put it in the DVD, we watched it, we're like, let's do this, plyometrics and, and whatever it is, jumping around, and Tony Horton, I don't know who they are, and we're watching this thing, and we're like, I'll, I'll work out whenever you work out. And we watched the DVD, and we're like, oh, that's, not, no, not, absolutely not. Let's, let's, like, let's do like something easier, you know? Let's diet, you know? But Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, if you read this and it doesn't make sense, welcome to my club. And so the guy's like, what the heck? And kind of walks away. Then Jesus says this, there's another guy. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me go first bury my father. Let me go bury my dad. And Jesus said to him, now, if you're brand new in church, please hold on for just a second. Because he's like, my, my, I need, let me go bury my dad, and then I'll come and serve you. Let the dead bury the dead. You know, like, excuse me? Let 
the dead, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Man, I thought my mom was tough. And then he says this, yet another one comes and says, I'll follow you, Lord. But let me say goodbye to all those in my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. I've always read this scripture, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've been in ministry for 21 years. I read this and go, cool, and keep going. Another weird situation, another weird Jesus moment. God doesn't make sense, and that's okay with me. But in this story, there are three areas that Jesus wants to be first in your life. There There are three areas that Jesus wants to be first in your life. And the first one is he wants to be first before possessions. He wants to be first before stuff. How do I know? Because Jesus said, the foxes have holes and the birds have air, uh, and the birds of the air have their nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And what he was saying in that context was saying, man, I want you to give up your possessions and I want you to follow me. Now for us in this day and age, we call that a cult. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Follow me, give me your house and your keys and yell. And of course, that's not really what Jesus is saying because what he's really saying He's saying, I want to be first before your possessions because your possessions represents our comfort. Thank you. And so what he's saying is, he's saying, because, I mean, hear me out, I I have possessions that keep me comfortable. Even in in this, I mean, we're day seven now of our uh, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And and for those of us that are doing like no meats, sweets, or treats, that means nothing delicious. Uh, We're finding ourselves wanting to reach for the possession of food that will comfort us. Like the delicious stuff. Like not unhealthy stuff, just, you know, an Oreo, you know, or or a chocolate of some sort. But he wants to be first over our comfort. And friends, this is where it gets so hard in our, they call it the westernized version of church, is that the comforts of life cannot come before Jesus. Because the reason why, though, and here's the reason why, because I understand that phrase, right? Uh, But the comforts of life cannot replace Jesus. There was a season in my life where I, I, I enjoyed golfing. I was golfing 36 holes a day. Uh, and I did that because I worked for the golf course before I went into ministry. And then I went into ministry and I brought my golf clubs with me. And, and, and immediately the Lord spoke to me and said, leave those there. You're not golfing. And I was like, what? And for a season, I was even like, golf's not sin. You know, like, it's fine. And for a season, and this might sound weird, but for a season, he didn't allow me to golf until one particular season, he said, you could pick up your golf clubs again. Because it became first instead of Christ in my life. And he also did it because now I stink at golf. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. He wants to be first before our comfort because he's the comforter. He's the one that says, man, before you turn on that thing, before you call that person or text that individual, I want to be the comforter. I want to be the one that comforts you. I want, to, I want to be the one that helps you to chill and to relax. I want to be the one to minister to you. Because a lot of times in our discomfort, that's when God speaks to us the greatest. In our discomfort. 
Then he says this to another. He said, follow me. But he says, let me go first. This is kind of the elephant in the room, right? Like, what kind of Christianity is this? He goes, let me first go and bury my father. Now, in, in this biblical context, we have to translate it for this day and age. And scholars, uh, they, they went back, they, they, they studied this, they studied early documents, and, they, and, and this was actually, in the original translation, written in future tense. So this, this young man's father was not yet dead, but he was caring for his father. And so he's literally saying, oh, you, you chose me, you picked me, I, I, I was fearfully and wonderfully made, but let me go first and take care of my dad, because that's my current responsibility. And once he dies, I'm going to bury him and have a problem. I'm going to honor my father, and then I'll come and follow you. And that's why Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Because he wants to be first before responsibilities. He wants to be first before responsibilities. And I think right here, this is where all of us get stuck. Because I have a, I am like, I am a, I, I am, I am uh, mature and I, I have, I have responsibilities in my life. There are things I, I have to take care of. And God is like, God is going, and God's not asking you to just like, please don't quit your job. Be like, no responsibilities. <laughs> you know, you're not, a, you know. But what he is saying is, yes, you're responsible for many things, but I want to do it with you. You know what's awesome about Christ? If I seek first the kingdom of heaven, he's going to help me with my responsibilities. And the reason why he helped me with my responsibility is because he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He is everywhere. And he is the one that can help me lead me and guide me to the right way, which actually makes my job easier. Because he's moving chess pieces around in heaven, and I want to see God move over every single area of my life. Not just here at Avenue Church, but in my own personal life. But it has to be first before responsibilities. But here's what's really interesting. I saw this commentary. It says, this young man was in the process of getting his family affairs in order. He was saying that once his dad died, he received his father's inheritance. And when he received his father's inheritance, his future would be a little clearer to him, a little bit more secure. And at that point, he'd be willing to follow Jesus. That's so good. Because you know what he's really saying? He's really saying, I have some things to do before I fully commit to you. I have some things to do before I fully commit to you. Hey, will you, will you join a small group? I got some things to do before I fully commit to you. Hey, you, you, we should go to church on Sunday, 9.30 or 11. This church is amazing. They got two services. You know, like, we should come. We will. But I have some things to do before I fully commit to Jesus. That's so good. And it goes in every area. I believe there are people watching online and in this room. God has given you, and this is not everybody, uh, but God has given you a a call to full-time ministry, and you're going, yes, I believe in it, yes, I receive it, but I need to, I got some things to do, because you know what this is right here? This is your plan B. I remember when I went into ministry, dad, I love you, my dad watches every week, dad, I love you. I remember uh, I went into full-time ministry, my dad was thrilled. He was like, praise God, amazing. He called, call, to this day, I call him, he goes, Pastor Jeremy, I'm like, uh, Bishop Larry, you know, like. 
and he is so proud of me. He, he, he was here Christmas, rocking the lobby. And, um, I, but I remember when I went into ministry, ministers don't, we don't, we don't we're not rich, right? We, and because I don't have anything to do, because I committed now. And, and so I remember my dad said, that's great. You could even go be, be this over here with your credentials that we can bring in some money. And I looked at my dad and said, Dad, I don't have a plan B. Amen. I only have a plan A. Yeah. I only have a plan A. Because I cannot be the young man that says, I got some things to do before I fully commit to you. Man, may this be the year. Now, it doesn't mean, and, and here's kind of the tension, right? The tension is, we don't just have reckless abandonment, right. and we just forsake it up. Like, where's daddy? You know, like, <laughs> Jesus wants to do, he wants to be with you in your comfort. He wants to be with you, man, in your responsibilities. But here's the reason, he wants all your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, trust the Lord with all your heart. When we say, I got some things to do before I fully trust you, we're saying, God, I don't trust you. And I know there's people you've been hurt by God. You've been hurt by the local church. You've been hurt by individuals who have, who have maybe steered you away. And, 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 that, and that's also the problem, too. Sometimes when we, when we, how do I say this? Sometimes when we go to someone, whether it's a minister or someone who has great intentions, we still skip the first step. And that is prayer with the one who can tell you. God can speak to you and he can guide you and he can lead you, but he wants you to trust him with all your heart and seek, yeah, seek his will in all that you do. He wants to be Lord of your responsibilities. The last one says, Lord, I'll follow you. Let me first say farewell to those in my home. Let me say goodbye to those in my house. And Jesus said, no one who puts his hand to the plow looks back. He wants to be first before your relationships. He wants to be first before your relationships. First before your relationships. You know, I am, I've been married now for 16 years, almost 16 years, 15 years. Been married for 15 years. Yep. I did it. And can you imagine if one day my wife came up to me and said, Honey, I love you 99% of the time? Which maybe you have, I don't know. I love you. I, have, I will give you 99% of my love. And if I go, oh, thanks, babe, oh, right, like, hashtag, you know, like. But then I go, what about that 1%? What if my wife said, oh, no, that 1% is for other men? She's saying, no, huh? you hate this illustration already. And then what if I was like, wait a minute, like, can you give me some names of those 1%? Because I got some guys in my church so can, they can take care of some things for me, you know. I'm looking at a few of them right here, right? I got some boys and some ladies, too. I mean, I see what you got that purse, you know, like. Of course not. My wife says, I love you. I, I give you 100% of my love. Right? 
I use that awkward illustration because Jesus just wants to be 100% in your heart. He just wants to be 100% in your heart. It doesn't mean you can't have things. Doesn't mean you can't have comforts. Doesn't mean you can't have responsibilities. It doesn't mean you cannot have relationships. But he wants to be first in your life. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But he isn't looking for sacrifice. He just wants to be first in your heart. He just wants to be first in your heart. And maybe you feel like in relationships that you've been in, you've skipped that first step. And maybe that first button was Christ. And you totally skipped it, and we go to the second button. And for some of us, we, we go to that second button because we know, we know, we know. I, I, can I be real today? Is that all right? Yes. We, only a few yeses, so I'll just continue. Yeah, come on. Is we, we skip the first step, and we go to the second step and say, I'm going to date him or I'm going to date her, because you know the answer you get if you inquire of the first step. Or maybe you accidentally or unintentionally skip the first step and say, maybe this is the Lord. Maybe this is what he wants. Maybe this is the person I'm going to be with or or, or whatever it is. Maybe this is the, I'll take it outside of that context. Maybe it's a business partner or or maybe someone I'm going to uh, do life with or, or work with or career with or friendships with. So maybe this is a good individual or couple to go on vacation with or, 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 or fill in the blanks for me this morning. And then you're going, something's off and something's weird because we didn't seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And so maybe, and I want to prophesy, maybe you don't have a relationship problem. Maybe you have a first problem. Maybe you don't have a marriage problem. Maybe you just have a first problem. And it doesn't mean, you, anytime you do, uh, February, we're going to do a relationship series. We're going to talk about all these things in February. We always say, hey, if you're like on the rocks and you want to quit and all those things, just pause. Just, just hold on. If two are in agreement, just pause. Because God can still do a work if you go back to the first. If you go back to the first. And here's how I want to close with today. This is my very fancy pastoral co-hanger. It's not an article. And this article was on Barna and it's just a few years old, uh, old because they can only do uh, this research every, every four years. And this Barna research was on the rise of atheism. And so people are believing now more and more ever that, that God doesn't exist and all these things. And I saw this article by Dr. Mary uh, Healy. She's a professor. It says that many people in our time are affected by kind of a spiritual numbness. By spiritual numbness. And beginning from childhood, They've been overstimulated, overscheduled, overindulged, and even overexposed to sexual content. Friends, how do I say this? My kid, he's a killer quarterback. He is, mm, he's, he is so good at sports, but we even have to be careful that Jesus is first in sports as well. And I know, like, I'm in a part of a sports team right now, and I'm like, y'all are like church. Except you want me to meet three, four times a week. I think it's great, it's wonderful, but we got to be careful they're not overscheduled, overindulged, overexposed. And of course, the sexual content on TV and TikTok and YouTube and all those things. They have been taught that self-fulfillment, 
sexual freedom, and economic success are the highest values. They often seem to have lost interest in the most important questions of life. Why do I exist? What is my mission in life? And how do I fulfill it? What is true love? And how do I find it? You know why they're not asking those questions? It's because they're skipping the first step. It's no longer first things first. But I'm gonna take it a step further, friends. They're not asking these questions because we haven't been asking these questions. We need to pave the way for this next generation. We need to pave the way and say, hey, we're gonna ask Jesus first. But you don't go to church. I'm trying, you know, like I'm getting there. But we're gonna seek Jesus first. We're not going to move until we hear from God. We're not going to move until we understand what God is saying. If you're in this room going, I've never done that before, come back next week. And the week after, and the week after. Get into small groups. Get into Rooted. Get into a new emotionally healthy disciple that we're doing. Small groups are launching in February. But I challenge you even today, text our number and put fast in there. And I, I challenge you to fast for the rest of these next. You got seven days off? And you're joining in tomorrow, but fast with us. Because if my people will humble themselves and pray, they will hear from heaven. They will hear from heaven. But then she continues on to say this. Many people today show indifference to these deeper questions. But no matter what, listen to me, friends. But no matter what, these questions are there beneath the surface. But there's no replacement for real encounter with God's power and the holiness of his people. Will you stand with me, please? We've got to show our families, our friends, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our fiancés, our wives, our husbands. We've got to show our city. We've got to show our city what it's like to encounter God's power and to seek first Jesus. To seek first Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things be added unto you. And here's the key scripture of this. The very next verse, this is, this is verse 33. The very next verse says, Therefore, do not be anxious, in a world that's feeling overwhelmed and burdened and hashtag hustle. In a world that's saying, man, I'm just, I, I, I'm not fulfilled and I'm busy and I'm, I'm doing all these things, but I just don't feel any, any purpose in my life. My Bible says we seek God first. You will not be anxious. I have to worry. I have to have fear. You know what it is? It's a whole new different kind of fear, right? It's not like, oh, I'm in charge of everything. Ah. But when I seek first the kingdom of heaven, now it's like, are you sure, Lord, you want me to do this? And this fear is a totally different than that fear. That's anxiety, worry, depression. This is just, this is, I'm doing it afraid. A reverence of God. We get to see what God's going to do. Friends, you can trust God with your possessions, your relationships, your responsibilities. Just for a second, can I, can I talk to the Christians in the room? Just to the Christ followers in the room, if you're, if, and this is what Revelation chapter two says, I know you're enduring patiently. I know you're bearing up. 
I know you're fighting a good fight. I know you got this. Maybe some of you are like, ah, Jesus first. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah, I know the sermon. Wrap it up, buddy. But you've not grown weary. You haven't quit. But this is what God is saying to this particular church. But I have this against you. You've abandoned the love you had at first. You may know the scripture. You may know what to do and what to say. And you probably say it too. God is good all the time. But man, have we lost our first love? Has church become a program that I attend, that a program for me? Or has a church begun, has church begun, has church, it should church, I should say, become a place where we seek God and we bring others out of hell. But he says this, seek first the love you had at first. And then the next verse says this, remember from where you have fallen, repent. And so what do I do, pastor? Do the works you did at first. Do the works you did at first. Keep my eyes closed, your eyes. I want to pray with you today. And we're going to go on a journey uh, these next couple weeks. And this journey is how do I place Jesus first? Maybe in this room today, and maybe you maybe you call yourself a Christ follower, and, or, or maybe even uh, man, you're just like me. We're, we're we are praying, man. We are fasting. Man, we're, we're even feeling complacent. God's doing a work in our hearts. He's, he's doing something. He's, he feels like he's repositioning us. And, and man, there's, there's got to be more. May we get back to our first love. Man, may we do the things we, we used to do at first. Like we were excited about our faith. Man, we would tell everybody about our faith. We'd tell everybody about Jesus. We were the crazy person at work going, I just gave my life to Jesus. Have you heard about him? Man, maybe we need to get back there. Or maybe you're in this room today and you're saying, Jesus hasn't been first in my life. And I just want you to just take a moment with the Holy Spirit and say, Jesus, starting today, that's what's so good about my Father. That's what's so good about Jesus. It starts today. There is no, there is no greater time than today place Jesus before your comfort, to place him before your responsibilities and your relationships. May he be in charge of your business. May he be in charge of your family. May he be in charge of your life. Or maybe you're here today, may he be, may, may he be in charge of your heart. He just wants to be first in your heart. And if that's you today, you say, Pastor, will you pray a prayer with me? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. Will you just raise a hand and say, I want to give my heart to Jesus, 100% of my heart to Jesus. Keep your hand up just for a moment. Just keep it up for me. And that, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not saying, you got to come be a part. No, I'm just saying, will you join the kingdom of heaven today? There's a lot of hands up, friends. And so let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, and give you my life, 100% of my heart. I will seek you first, and I believe all these things will be added to me, because I now know who I am. I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give God a hand clap today.